What's up everybody? Good morning and welcome to our online Water's Edge Sunday morning worship experience. Once again, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Thank you so much for tuning in. For those of you that continue to share these messages, these online digital services with your friends and family, thank you so much for that. People are tuning in from all over the place. Continue doing that. We hope it's very, very helpful. Also, for those of you that continue to give online, thank you so much for your generosity and your love. That helps us serve people and love people and help people. It helps us serve our city, our city that has been through so very much. So once again, thank you so very much for that. Also, if you're a local online listener, we want to let you know that our live in-person services are back open. We have a full nursery for both services kids church for both services we have cafe open on sundays we have two services live and in person at 9 30 and 11 15 so our online digital experience is amazing it's completely different when you're there in person so come hang out with us if you're a local listener or if you're just from out of town and you're in town on that sunday we would love to have you we would love to have you hang out with us today we finish up with our series entitled Sleepwalker, and the next Sunday we start a brand new series entitled I Want to Know Because I Need to Know. I really want to know because I really need to know, but today we finish up with the series called Sleepwalker, and in this series we've basically been trying to answer this question, what is it that I've been ignoring in my life? And I know that if I stop ignoring it and I deal with it, it's going to produce some results in my life that I need some positive changes in my life, but I keep sleepwalking around this issue. And so when we talk about sleepwalking in this series, we've always referred back to this definition, and this is what it is. It's the hesitation or the delay in dealing with what you know is inevitable if a change is not being made in your life. And so you know, if you don't make this change in your life, if you don't stop ignoring this issue, then the inevitable will happen and you're probably not gonna like the results. And so sleepwalking in this series is the casting off. It's the pushing aside. It's not dealing with that problem. That this, uh, that this, that that your faith is on. It's not dealing with the pathway that your health problem is on, that your financial problem is on, that your relationship problem is on, that your family problem is on, that your that your spiritual problem is on, that your relationship with God is on. It's ignoring it. It's pushing it aside. It's not dealing with it. And so sleepwalking would be pushing it aside and ignoring it, hoping for better results one day. But as people of faith, why should we? Why should we deal with these types of issues? Notice what the missionary Paul says in Ephesians chapter 5. He says, for the light makes everything visible. This is why it is said, awake, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but live like those who are wise. So notice what the missionary says. He says, stop sleepwalking. Wake up. There are things things in your life that you've been ignoring that you know that you need to deal with there's this pathway that your relationship problem is on and you know that you need to deal with it but you keep ignoring it there's this pathway this financial problem is on this health problem is on this spiritual problem is on this family problem is on and you keep ignoring it and you're not dealing with it and so Paul says wake up stop ignoring it stop pushing it aside and walk in the light and then this is how he says that you walk in the light because this this is how we find the will of God. He says, don't live foolish, but make wise decisions. Live like those who are wise. And in this series, we've talked about this, that if you really want to discover the will of God for your life, then you always ask this question, what's the wisest thing I can do? Because in the Bible, wisdom was always the will of God. If you want to find the will of God for your health, 
always ask this question, what's the wisest thing I can do? If you want to find the will of God for this situation, this storm, how to deal with this temptation, this relationship, this circumstance, this disease, whatever it is that you're going through, this loss, if you want to find the will of God, then you always ask this question, what's the wisest thing I can do? God is always going to lead you to do the wisest thing. And so this is how we live in the light. We always ask the question, what's the wisest thing that I can do? And so in this series, what we've been talking about is not general things that we sleepwalk around and ignore, but some very, very specific things, specific things that we should no longer ignore, because if we do, the inevitable will happen, and we're not going to like those results. And so today, as we finish up, this is what I want to talk to you about specifically, and let me just be honest with you. Today, I am talking to myself, and I am preaching to myself because this can come out of me sometimes, but probably this can come out of most of us sometimes. And so let me just start this way by setting the table. Every month we do this amazing food pantry. Miss Kelly and Lisa and their team put together an amazing food pantry. Volunteers show up and we usually feed about 2,000 people on that day. Well, the last couple of food pantries that we have, they're drive-through style. So we have people waiting in their cars in the road in front of our church, wrapping all the way around to Home Depot. And so there's this long line of people sitting in their cars, waiting to be next in line to get food. Well, some people started to pick up on that. So they started to park their cars at the apartment complex right next to the church. And they begin to walk over to cut in line to try to get food in front of the people that were there before them. So we would tell them, we would have to tell them, hey, there's people here who are before you, and so we have to feed people as they show up in line, so you have to get back in line where you were, to which they would always say this. They always say this, oh, really? I thought y'all were Christian. We thought y'all were Christian. And when they say that, the only way to take that is this way. We're out here doing what you're not doing, and that's giving people food. And because we won't give you food before giving other people food, those other people that were here before you, because we won't give you food, and we're giving people food who were here before you, and we're simply just saying that you have to wait in line, you're going to attack our Christianity. When something like this is said, it's like they project their frustration or their pain or their issues onto you. Now, this is just one example of something that you and I do all the time in many different ways and about many different things. The question is, what is it? What's this one thing that we're talking about? And we just looked at an example of it. What's the one thing that we need to deal with today? Because many times we sleepwalk around it. Well, before we identify it, let me just say this. What happens in this life when you and I have not healed? What happens to us? When we have not healed from our past, our scars, our wounds, our betrayals, our traumas, and our fears, how does this sometimes just get released out of us? Remember this today. If you're still with me, Sam's still with you. Both our shame and our ego will cause us to only put bandages over our hurts and our wounds. And when you and I are too afraid and we don't have enough courage to look at our pain, when we're too afraid to peel back the layers and, and look at our hurt and look at our wounds and look at our scars, when we're too afraid to peel back the bandage and look at our shame and our ego, when we're too afraid to do that and too afraid to deal with it, 
then this one thing always comes out of us. I've seen people create these characters of themselves, these characters of themselves that have these hard outer shells, almost like they're cold and they're independent and they don't need anybody. And so there's this hard outer character that they show people as someone who's almost just closed off and independent and an individual and I don't need anyone else. And they convince themselves that they're okay with not caring with what other people think about them. And they convince themselves that they're okay with being disliked instead of being open and honest They're okay with showing people this hard outer shell than just being honest and letting people get to know them. And this is all because of this one thing. We keep a distance with people because of this one thing. We convince ourselves that everyone else is out to get us because of this one thing. We become colder and we show people a colder version of who we really are all because of this one thing. This one thing makes us feel like we always need to be right even when we're not right because of this one thing and this one thing we always use as a defense mechanism that we think is gonna keep us safe, but it doesn't. And this is what it is. If you're ready for it, Sam Reddy. It's projection, projection. Now, the first reason we need to deal with projection today is because of this. It's simply because it's not spiritually right And it's not spiritually healthy. Notice this verse in Romans chapter 14, verses 12 through 13. The missionary says, yes, each of us will give a personal account to God. So let's stop condemning each other. Decide instead to live in such a way that you will not cause another believer to stumble and fall. Do you know what this means spiritually? It means that one day I have to give an account of myself and who I am to God. You have to give an account of yourself and who you are to God. We don't have to give an account for each other. We have to give an account for ourselves. And then Paul says, we shouldn't make each other stumble, but we should all encourage each other and help each other because we all have to answer for our own lives one day and we all need help. Instead of projecting our pain onto each other, we should help each other. Because projection will cause you to do that. It'll cause you to release your issues and your low self-esteem onto other people, and it always dims your light. But also notice this, if you're still with me, so I'm still with you. Proverbs 11.2, pride leads to disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. Pride is an ego problem. Humility in the scripture leads to wisdom, and wisdom in the scripture leads to what? It leads to God's will. Pride leads to pain. Pride leads to uncertainty. Pride leads to brokenness. Pride leads to tension with people. Pride is ego and it's all shame based. But humility right here, Paul says, leads to wisdom and wisdom always leads us to the will of God. As people of faith, we need to agree that projecting our hurt and our pain and our issues onto other people is something that we should no longer ignore, no longer sleepwalk around. This is not something people of faith should do. And so, if you're still with me, remember this today. Our ego will do anything to keep us from feeling pain. And so when you have hurt in your life, then your ego steps in to try to protect you by projecting that hurt away from you usually onto other people, 
onto something or someone else. It's like that urge, that feeling of if I keep biting my tongue, if I don't let this out, then I'm just going to taste blood. I need to project this out of me because it's boiling on the inside of me. And this always leads us down the wrong road, and it always gets us into trouble in our relationships too. So here's a few definitions to help us understand what this is, what is projection, and when we do it. Notice this today. If you're still with me, Sam's so still with you. This is free therapy. Projection is unhealed shame in motion. It's when we throw our self-hatred or issues onto someone else, and we usually throw that projection, that hurt, that pain onto the people around us that we love the most. The second thing is this. Projection is placing your unacceptable view of yourself onto someone else. Like when a bully is going to bully someone and ridicule someone for their insecurities deep down is because they're insecure too. This is not something people of faith should do. I've known married people who've been attracted to someone else that's not their spouse, and then they'll accuse that person of flirting with them. That's projection. That is not something people of faith should do. When one person also has a strong reaction to something another person says, and there's really no reason for them to have that type of strong reaction, but it comes out because of all this unhealed shame and trauma and wounds, that is projection. This is not something people of faith should do. We also build projection into our identities. For example, one parent, and, and maybe they feel like they were never really a success like they wanted to be, that parent can end up telling their kids, you don't need to try that. You're not cut out for that. You're not going to amount to anything. You're not going to be a success like that. But it's not really about their kids because their kids have goals and dreams. It's really about them. They didn't feel like they had what it takes to cut it, and they don't want their kids to have what it takes to cut it either. This is projection, and this is not something people of faith should do. But now when someone does this to you, when they project on you, you have to remember their critiques are not about you. It's really about them and about what they're going through. Now, if you're still with me, Sam, still with you. Remember this today because this is tough. People tend to project because they have a pattern or personal traits or a desire or a past or a pain that's just too difficult to acknowledge or deal with. So rather than dealing with it, they sleepwalk around it, and what they do is this, they cast it off onto other people, always trying to project the pain away from themselves or to protect their self-esteem. They're trying to make their difficult emotions easier to deal with by just pushing it on to you. This projection is not something people of faith should do, mainly because it lacks integrity and it makes our life full of ego and pride. A wounded projector who loves to protect their self-image and build up their self-image will oftentimes accuse other people of being narcissists looking for attention. When they're really doing that themselves, this is projection. They'll blame others for things that are going wrong, not taking responsibility for themselves. They project their shame and their criticism onto the other people in their life. This is not something people of faith should do. Notice this today. If you're still with me, Sam's still with you. Proverbs 11.3, honesty guides good people. Dishonesty destroys treacherous people. This word honesty right here means integrity. So integrity and wisdom is what needs to guide us, not ego and shame. 
But when you project onto other people, that's what's guiding you, your pride, your ego, to cover up your shame when in reality it should be integrity and wisdom. So as a person of faith, here's a different way to respond if you feel like your fears and insecurities are being provoked. If you feel like you're about to start projecting onto other people, here's how you can respond differently. Notice this, the first thing is this, step away from the conflict. Time away will allow your defensiveness to fade so that you can think about the conflict in a rational way and in a wise way. So if you feel like your insecurities are about to be provoked and you're about to project onto someone else, always step away from the conflict and let time cause the feelings to fade and calm down. The second thing is this, if you're still with me, Sam, I'm still with you. Try to describe the conflict in a very clear and objective way, not in a defensive way. That's projection, that's ego. That's just gonna cause more shame and regret and hurt. Describe the actions that you took. Describe the thoughts that you were thinking. Describe the way you saw it. Describe the words that you said. Make sure that it's very, very clear. And then the last thing is this. If you're still with me, Sam's still with you. Let the other person in your life do the same thing. Let them describe the actions that were took. Let them describe the way they saw it. Let them describe the feelings that they felt. Let them describe the words that they said and then stop releasing your own undealt with wounds and shame and hurt and scars and past onto the other people in your life by projecting your insecurities onto them. Why? Because this is not something people of faith should do. Projection. Because if we don't learn to get a hold of this, then this will always be true. Pride and ego will dim your light. Pride and ego will dim your story. But humility and harmony with others will always make your life look just like this. A city of lights on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. There probably came a time in your life when something happened to you that caused you to feel like you were not the type of person that you were going to end up to be. Maybe something happened to you in this life and it took you off the road that you thought you were on. Maybe it changed your destination. Maybe it changed your future. Regardless of what it was, it was painful and it changed the way that you viewed yourself. Let's just be honest. Sometimes we go through things in this life that can be so heavy that it changes the way that we view how we see ourselves. And so our insecurities and our fears are provoked. Our past is provoked. Our confusion is provoked. Our shame and our wounds and our trauma is provoked. And so one of the things we do to help us feel safer is we start to project that pain onto other people. When other people, uh, when, when, when we feel insecure, we ridicule other people for being insecure. When we feel like we failed, we celebrate when other people fail. When we feel like we're having this horrible time in life at the hands of other people, then we will cause the other people in our life to be the victims and we release our anger onto them because we're projecting. And this will always dim our light. It'll always dim our story because we're letting pride and ego lead us instead of humility and harmony. So when humility and harmony leads you, your life always looks like a city of lights on a hilltop that cannot be hidden because now your life is making other people curious about God. 
Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope this was helpful. We hope you have a wonderful week and we cannot wait to see you back next week and we love you all.